intrepid architects out there? If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans. Here, on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass all the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hey, architecting community, Angela here. And I want to ask you, how are you doing? Really doing? Not the stuff you say to put people off and change the subject, but what's really on your heart in the moment. I'm excited to reach out to all of you today because I think we are missing this step way too much. In fact, half of you are probably like, on my heart, what? I don't know, I'm fine. And it is just that numbing out, that being out of touch with yourself who you really are, what you really want that can trip you up because it can lead you to doing something that doesn't serve you for way too long. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know that it is no longer acceptable to stay locked up in that so-called comfort zone, afraid to move for fear of losing what you do have. And, you know, it's really interesting the convergences that you see around certain issues, and I just know what I need to talk about. This week, I've seen this come up as an issue over and over because collectively, I think we're all ready to stop putting in our time and start doing things that matter. In fact, I had three coaching sessions just this week where I heard these two themes. Number one, I don't feel like I belong. I'm looking for my tribe. I'm looking for my people. I'm looking for those with like minds who I resonate with. And number two, I have options in front of me, but I don't know what my next step should be. And I'm sure you can identify with one or both of those, but I was shocked to have that come up so many times in the same week. So I knew that I needed to hit this in this podcast session. Each person that I talked to was at a different career stage even, but they were all confronting that same kind of existential crisis. What I realized was it came from a sense of being disconnected, that sense of not knowing how you are, not knowing what you want. That's why I really feel we need to focus today on moving beyond feelings of lack, limitation, and separation, which is really the root of this problem, and moving into freedom and love. And I know you're thinking, what the hell hippie commune podcast is this? Freedom and love? WTF. Let me explain. Freedom is really just the ability to live your purpose, to make decisions that are in alignment with that purpose then becomes really easy. And when you make decisions that are in alignment, you can do what you want. You have no limitations. So when you feel torn about 
what to do next. That is your red flag going, hello, hello, that says some way, somehow, you have bought into some type of constraint or limitation about how you can live your life. It means you're probably, if you think about it, struggling with guilt or obligation because somewhere, someone told you you had to meet certain expectations and you bought into that. It's just that simple. So right now, we're going to do some quick work to remedy that. So stop and take a beat. Think about what you believe about what's possible for you. Where would you like to see your career go? What do you think you can achieve through your work? And then think about any time while you were imagining that, that you shut that down or you said, I don't know. Where did you learn this? Stop and think about that. Maybe it was your parents or a teacher or a professor at architecture school or a friend, colleague, boss. Likely it was probably more than one of those people, right? So now I want you to imagine taking that perceived limitation or obligation or sense that you owed somebody something and imagine that you can put it in a box and walk up to each of those people, thank them for trying to help you, but give them that box right back because whatever they told you, that wasn't you. That isn't yours to drag around and you don't need it anymore. Visualize that. Visualize getting rid of everything that's holding you back. When you realize you have the ability to choose your own path and that that path doesn't have to look like anyone else's, what to do next becomes easy to know. It's not heart-wrenching. You can realize that it's never about an all-or-nothing proposition, that it is okay to make any choice, that there's no such thing as a good choice or a bad choice, because all choices help you evolve. What's bad is when you stay stuck. So that's limitation. And that's just one part, though, of this problem to unlock your freedom. Another big one is feelings of lack. Lack is the need to compete. Lack is believing that the pie is only so big and you better get your peace before there's nothing left. Lack is believing that if you get something, someone else won't. And it is one of the biggest things in our world driving a lack of unity, a lack of helping one another, a lack of feeling like we are all connected. We make ourselves separate when we choose to believe that there's anything but abundance. And if you don't believe me, think about a family. When a new child is born, does it take away from the other children in the family to love that new child? 
Of course not. And it's the same in every part of your life. Believing that there's lack is really just buying into an old story. And it's easy to do. Our society is built on it. Most cultures in this world are built on lack-based thinking. We were raised to believe that. Most architecture firms operate in a competitive way. So it's no surprise that lack is present, that fear of missing out or losing or not getting yours is present. But what you really need to do is say, why do you want it? If you could have whatever you want, which you can, why would you want a particular thing? And if you can't answer that question, you're buying into a competitive checklist-based way of having a career. And I know you don't want that. And that's why I want to shine that light to show you all the ways that it is so easy to get caught up in this thinking because it's all around us. And we have to actually stop and be very, very conscious of what we want, why we want it, and then not to believe that anyone else has to do without if we follow our dreams and we get what we want. So there is no guilt, there is no obligation, and there is no failure. It's simply learning, evolving, and going forward purposefully in the direction you were meant to go. It comes back to that sense of clarity. We can't have freedom without clarity because we can't make choices unless we know what we want to do. Imagine if you were sitting in your car and you said, I think I'd like to go to dinner, but you didn't make a choice about which restaurant you wanted to visit. How would you ever get there? You have to have clarity. You have to make choices, but you also have to give yourself the permission to dream, to create, to believe what is possible in order to move past the lack, in order to get to the place where a choice is really choiceless because it's so obviously the right next move, the right next thing to do. And once you start to move past that feeling that there are limits, that there is anything that you can't achieve, you can also move past that feeling of separation. Separation happens when we view ourselves as the other, when we feel disconnected from one another, and like we don't see the commonalities, we only see the ways that we are different. And to move past that, we have to know our own truth. We have to know what we stand for, and we have to realize that in our truth, we have a power. And that power is the magnet that will draw us to other people, both those we can help and those who can help us, those we can be in community with and those we can bring a light to. And that is really what love is all about. 
and the power, that that love of living your passion, of feeling connected, of knowing that there is absolute abundance and freedom to live the life you want, if only you choose it, is how you make the connection. Now, I know to a lot of people, we're going to look around at the world we see today And we are not going to believe that anything I just said for the last 10 minutes is true in any way, shape, or form. I'm going to challenge you in that belief because what we see around us is true because that is what people choose to believe. And this is just a little experiment. You can try it on your own. What if there was no lack? What if you had the freedom to make the choices you really want? Just keep challenging yourself. Fix yourself. Don't worry about fixing the world. You will change the world, but the change starts from within. And it doesn't come from preaching to people or evangelizing. It comes by shining your light, by reaching out, by making a difference. And that is really the crux of it. That is really how you unlock the career you want. You get so in touch with yourself. You believe in what you want and you believe in its power for good so much that you embrace your freedom and you don't let anything stop you. Now, the next thing I often hear when I try to coach people down this path, in addition to not believing it, is they say, I'm too busy. I can't take this on. What I do every day, I have to do. See, they're still in the lack-based thinking, and I just do not have the time to take on another thing. Maybe next year. Or I have some major milestones, and I need to really work on other goals, and I can't take this on. Well, that's fact-based thinking, right? In an abundant world, there's all the time you need for the things you're passionate about. I want to share a story from my own life because, as you know, I'm very involved in a lot of different things. I do much more than just come to work every day and work on projects. I am doing initiatives both within the firm and in outside organizations. And I've had a lot of people say to me, you're involved in so many things. I don't know when you sleep, but let me assure you, I do sleep probably more than most people. I have chronic fatigue syndrome and this developed in architecture school because I bought into all the stress and all the demands and all the obligations and all the lack and all the competition. And I wore myself out. By the end of my second year, I was barely getting through. And I spent all summer recovering from the toll that that second year took on me. My parents even wanted me to take a semester off, but I wanted to keep going. So I did. And I had some truly frightening experiences as a result of pushing myself instead of resting. Like the day my alarm went off, then the next thing I remember, it was 6 p.m. Or the time I woke up laying on the floor of the shower and wasn't sure how long I'd been there. I had to miss parties because I wasn't feeling up to it. 
definitely could no longer pull all-nighters. And it really was a huge slap in the face. I could not push myself, right? And I had to be really shrewd about getting information and approaching problems and working smarter, not harder, because I wasn't even capable physically of working harder anymore. I had to really think about how much I was going to iterate versus thinking about a problem how I wanted to frame it, how I wanted to approach it, and being much more deliberate in how I created a solution. And that was a real shift for me. Even now, my health has definitely improved, but I do not have the energy or the stamina of the average person. Not even close There are people who know me who might be shocked to hear that because they think I'm super energetic, but what they're seeing and thinking about as my energy is actually my passion. This shines through even when I'm exhausted, even when I'm laying in bed too tired to move because I will not compromise my purpose. I will not let go of the things I know I need to do the ways I know I can make a difference. And I've had to reprioritize things, certainly, be more strategic about what I do, why I do it, and how I do it. But I will never give up, even if it means I spend a Saturday pretty much in bed because I'm recovering from the week. It was worth it. I made a difference. I hope none of you ever have to deal with something as debilitating as chronic fatigue syndrome. But the point of my story is that your passion leads you and you find the time and you find a way to make a difference because that's why you're here. What good would it do me to be well-rested but never accomplish anything? That would be pretty meaningless too, and I couldn't live with that. But I want to be clear that living your passion does not mean you say yes to everything. It does mean, just like you have to choose to work smart, not hard, to view your time as so precious and so valuable that you exercise discernment. You really look at everything in front of you, everything from household chores to spending time with family to working on projects to what I call the extracurricular professional development related kind of activities. And you say, who else can do the stuff I'm not interested in doing so that I can divert my precious time, my limited energy to the stuff that only I can do, the stuff that will make a difference. How can I get to that place? When you can do that, when you can use that discernment to really begin to sift through and prioritize how you spend your time and how you spend your day, you will find that you are a lot more effective, a lot more in line with your passions, and that you start to get noticed for the things that you value the most, that the opportunities to make a difference using 
your gifts and your passions and your ability start to surface. And they didn't magically appear, right? They're appearing because you're putting yourself out there. And instead of being available for busy work, you're now available to express your vision in a much more elevated container, in a bigger format, in a way that's, let's face it, visible within your community, among your colleagues, even at a national or international level. You're being willing to put yourself out there, not because of ego, not because you think you ought to be doing something, but because you know that this is so important that you are helping people by sharing your vision and your mission and your story and that it is making a difference. So why wouldn't you write an article about it or volunteer time to advance a project or talk about this issue at a conference? Why wouldn't you do that if you really believe that it matters and that it's important? Why wouldn't you mentor others? Why wouldn't you share your story? When you are that connected, of course you would. Of course you would make it a priority. It's not even a choice anymore. And that is how you unlock that freedom and that love driving everything you're doing. And that's how you build a connection a network of people that you can help or that can help you, a group who care about what you care about. And you don't have to convince them and you don't have to twist their arms and you don't have to prove anything to that network because they get it. They look at you and they say, I know, and thank you. Thank you for caring about this as well. Thank you for giving your time and your expertise to make a difference in this way. They won't judge you. They won't say you don't know enough. They'll say welcome in because you are helping to make a difference. You matter because this issue matters and we're all working together to make the world a better place. As I've said before, there's many channels you can choose, whether you care about sustainability or affordable housing or well-being and design or energy efficiency or fair trade balances. All of these things are channels open to you. Which ones you choose will depend on your passions. But all of them, and more that I'm not even mentioning, are ways we make a difference in the world through our work as architects. All of them matter. Some of those ways are your way. So again, we're going to take a little bit of time right now to kind of really center ourselves. Really take a deep breath in and out. Clear away all of the chatter of the day, all of the clutter of our busy thoughts and get in touch with your why. Why did you want to be an architect? What parts of practicing light you up? 
where do you notice you are reading articles or looking at TEDx sessions or going to conferences and picking out certain sessions? Where are those interests? How does it make you feel to think about being able to practice architecture that way in the way that most excites you? How can you find the time to do that? How can you make a difference through that channel, through your gifts, through your purpose, and stand in your own truth and own your power, using it wisely to make a difference? Thank you all for listening to the session today. I feel so strongly about this topic, about our need to really move out of lack, out of limits that we put on ourselves so needlessly, and away from that separation. Knock down those walls you're building around yourself to protect yourself. You don't need them. When you Set yourself free and you stand in the power of the truth of your mission and your purpose. You will be connected and you will make a difference. And I would love it if you could share your story with me on our Instagram channel, which is Architecting Podcast. Please take a screenshot of the episode And right below it, what you learned today, what insights you had, and most importantly, what you're going to do differently now as an architect after you've had some time to really think about how you can let go of lack, limitation, and separation. I would love to hear how you are moving forward, not just after listening to this, but the progress you make. So keep us updated, join our community, share your story. Let's all help each other make a difference. Thank you again. Love you all. And I can't wait to be with you next time. Stay inspired. All right, just to sum up what we talked about in this episode, number one, freedom means living life on your terms, not someone else's, and getting out of lack, limitation, and separation, realizing those aren't real. Number two, get super clear on your why, because freedom doesn't do you any good when you feel overwhelmed by choices. Make your life choiceless by doing the obvious right thing for you. Number three, always act from that place of love, which is where you'll be when you're connected and prioritize those opportunities and you'll find you really make. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired. (laughs) 